Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to... <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know why I did that. I'm going to carry... Not, we're not in a fucking, like, circus. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Velocity Podcast, episode seven, entitled... The Money Pit. We don't have titles. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. <laughs> the, the, the Money Pit. Where did the Money Pit come from? Well, I'm thinking about what we're going to talk about in a minute. I was trying to oh, join. Okay, fine. This is probably the worst intro that we've ever that we've ever done. I well, think I say ever done in seven episodes. This is going to be the one that's going to really put us on the map. Um, is it? I think so. Yeah. What have you got planned? Well, first of all, it was the introduction of the title, but that, um, that was exceptional. Yeah. What's about to come? What's about to unfold in this episode? Yeah. <laughs> the likes have never been seen before. <laughs> uh cool oh. right, buddy how are you feeling like i'm i'm anxious for you at the moment every single waking moment i'm thinking yeah. is dave going to show up to the call am i going to get a whatsapp from dave is dave about to go and have his baby so how are you because i'm a bloody wreck over here <laughs> yeah um i i'm all right we're, we're definitely um uh we are uh anxiously awaiting the arrival of our daughter who to much, much to my disgust, is late because I pride myself on punctuality and uh, safe and solid timekeeping. So, um, yeah, quite disappointed that she's 11 days late to the recording of this episode. We'll have, um, to, we'll have to get her on the programme straight away because yeah. we can get her on the perfect week. We can talk yeah. to her about time stacking, um, get, her exactly. on, get her on Calendly so she can book it in properly next time. Yeah, exactly. Get it on Calendly when she's arriving. Precisely, right. Um, but no, so no, I mean, but listen, um, Nat is, yeah, she's, she's pretty fed up, if I'm honest. And I don't, I don't blame her. She's definitely, although it's like rock and a hard place where she, um, she's, we really, what we're looking forward to our daughter arriving and, you know, her entering this world. It's going to be amazing in many ways. Um, uh, but she's kind of really uh, nervous of the birth naturally as well. So kind of wants to, it's to happen, kind of doesn't, and it's between a rock and a hard place. So um, yeah, no, but we're, we're all right. We're within a few days. I think we'll um, we'll, we'll we'll get some movement. Awesome, good stuff. How about you, mate? What have you what have you been up to the last few days over the over the weekend? I tried. Do you know what? I tried my hand at a little bit of gardening on the weekend, and this was um, this was oh, my green, oh, green fingers. I know this is my wife's attempt to tell me to stop outsourcing everything. So um, Craig the outsource rimmer. Yeah, for anybody that knows me will know that I love a bit of outsourcing. So if I can if I can find somebody that's better at something than me, then I'll pay them to do it. So that which I which is basically everything. Everything. Yeah, I just outsource, I just sit in bed and outsource my life. <laughs> um, so yeah, if I can find someone that's better than me at doing something, I'll pay them to do it because they're better at it. They're well, you know, they're well versed in it. They've got the right equipment, they've got the skill set. I won't go into it. Um, and my wife wanted this job done out in the front garden. She wanted us it was digging up about two ton of grass and putting a membrane down and then filling it with what seemed like an endless amount of pebbles and stones uh, from a million trips to B&Q. Um, and my initial response was, yep, yeah, let's do it. Let's pay someone to get it done properly. And she said, I think it'd be really great if we did it ourselves. You know, you get that pride and, you know, look back and go, yeah, I did that. Long story short, it's a pain in the ass, and I got absolutely no pride from it whatsoever. All I got was blisters. Um, <laughs> so I'm sticking with my outsourcing plan from here on in. Uh, but that was what I did. I spent the entire Saturday um, just digging up the garden. Um, it's about two ton of um, 
dirt and grass and then put this membrane down, pegged it all down. And then there was 55 bags of 25 kilo pebbles um, that I had to ship in like 15 bags at a time from B&Q, which is a 25 minute drive away. Um, so yeah, it was a really good weekend. I loved it every minute. Amazing. Uh, and so that's your first and last trip into the into the garden world by the sound of it. Yeah, I just don't I don't get it. Like I, I just don't get gardening. I don't find it enjoyable in any way, shape, or form. I would there's so many other things I'd rather do with my time yeah. than look after a plant or cut grass. I just it just doesn't do it for me at all. Each to their own. There's um so has Zoe got you on the next project yet, or have you kind of let draw a line now? Genuinely today, she sent me a picture of like a summer house with a balcony on it. And I'm like, where do you want to put that then? Because we've just, <laughs> just had a pergola built and a load of other stuff in our back garden. So I think we'll be ripping that down soon and replacing it with uh, some ridiculous summer house. So yeah, it's pending, I think. Pending next one. See if you can put that off for another, another year. That's your, that's your like one gardening foray for the year, right? I've got to let my hands recover, if nothing else. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a bit of a. I've got soft hands nowadays. Being a more of an office-based man. You're an office, we're an office guy. It's funny how all those um, we spent all of those years and originally this is kind of interesting how a career develops. That we were like, I don't want to be an I don't want to be an office guy. I don't want to be a you know in front of a computer all the time. And now we find ourselves running a business where we're in front of a computer all the time. And it's like kind of gone full circle and not a full circle, but like the thing that we didn't want to do is what we're actually now doing. But it, it's, the, it's not the, obviously the purpose and the reason why we're doing it now is something we're really excited about. Whereas back then we just wanted to be like with people, working with people uh, in a gym, in a studio, like kind of on that journey with people and their health and fitness. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because I think the principle hasn't changed. We want to help people improve their lives. It's just that we found, you know, previously we found a, a, a niche, I guess, or a gap in that we needed to help people improve their, their mental and physical well-being. Whereas now, having been in that industry for 15 years each, we know that there's so many personal trainers that are trying to help improve people's health and fitness well-being that can't because they don't know how to run it and they're, they're leaving the industry. So kind of the principle is the same, really. We're just kind of, uh, you know, we're, we've, we've just kind of been, we're able to help more people now by helping the people that help people. Um, but that gives me that gives me like a lot of pride every single time we hear our clients talk about the results they're getting with their clients it's like it's magnified like what 70 fold at the moment which is it is epic and uh, linked to that that kind of process Natalie and I were talking yesterday with a a friend that popped over um, about how much our lives have changed like me and Natalie and obviously you as well that two years ago uh, pre-pandemic this would have been so just a little over two years like I, I was, my, my job was, was much more out of the house than it was in. Yeah. And she was out like five days a week, pretty much with her, with her job. And now we're both, obviously she's on, on maternity, but um, our jobs now, our, our business, our work is all inside the house. It's at home 100% um, doing something very, like effectively very different to what we were doing before. So it's, excuse me, it's, it's, it's crazy how much it's changed and yours, you're, you're the same, right? Yeah, like I was up 5 a.m. every morning, um, you know, traveling into to a, to a local gym to coach people. And then I'd get back home so that I could run my mentorship program and then get back out to the gym so I could coach people and then do my online coaching. Yeah. And now I wake up and I walk, you know, 15 feet to my home gym slash office, which is where I am now. 
and um, I work here all day and then, you know, finish up a, a much better time, go in, see the kids and uh, yeah, a, a much better, uh, a much better environment for me personally. I don't miss, I don't miss that. Um, but if I was at the start of my journey, that's exactly where I'd want to be. So I think it's happened at the right time for us. I think the pandemic that caused a big shift in our focus to go uh, all in on the mentorship work that we've been doing for the previous six or seven years by that point, um, I think that was the right time for us, wasn't it? It kind of forced our hand to go, right, let's, let's create what you've been working on for the last six years and what I've been working on for the last six years. Let's get it together and create this one epic product and go all in. And um, I think we can safely say it was the right decision. It was, it is, and we're loving it. I was thinking the, um, the, there's a really interesting observation at the moment about our work because we are so much more sedentary than we've ever been in the last year or two that you and I have talked about it a fair bit before in the last yeah, year is that I, I feel it in my body and I'm, I, my body knows that I'm sat down all the time, my hips, my back, my neck. Um, <laughs> I was about to break out into a pussycat doll song there. <laughs> um, but feeling that, feeling that it's just, it reminds me of like the lesson of empathy where um, if I knew back then when I was in the thick of my personal training career, how it felt to be tied in a sense to my desk with the work that I do. Like it's my, that this is what we do is our livelihood, right? We, we're growing this business. This is going to be our, it's our full-time thing. Um, <clears throat> so there's so much riding on it. It's so important to us and our family and our lives, but that's so I've got to do it. I can't, there's no way around that. And therefore I've got to find a way to manage my body so that I don't ache all the time from the shitting, the crazy amount of sitting that I have to do. And it's just like, it's now I can feel it. I, I'm aware of it more than I ever have been. Um, and I could understand it before. I, I kind of understand, I, I, I could appreciate the, the physics and the, and the biomechanics of the, the effect of like sitting and sedentaryism on people. But it's only when you properly feel it and really get inside their shoes that you can think, wow, fuck, it's a, it's a big problem. And a lot of this is a huge opportunity for trainers out there. Yeah, absolutely. I've always said that to PTs. Like if you've been out of shape and got yourself into shape, you're in the best possible position to be able to sell the way that we tell people to sell. Yeah. And to be able to really tap into those emotions and create that um, uh, emotion that you, want, that you want somebody to be in where they really kind of resonate. Um, you can create that back and forth between you because you've been there yourself. Um, and yeah, I never really had that. So a, a recent um, thing for me has been my preparation to squash matches um, and something that I don't think I've told you about this, actually. But what I have told you recently is that I've not been playing very well. And I've been I've been like thinking of changing coach and changing different things. But something I've done over the last two or three weeks, which has made a big difference, is actually warm up properly. So I've bought myself a bit more time. It took, it took us 15 years of personal training experience to that to start my warm-up routine. Well, this is the thing though, because I was always so active, I did I I kind of I did it for everybody else, but for myself, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm fine, I can blag this. So I'd rock up, you know, come straight from the gym, turn up to squash, you know, bang out a few side to sides and a couple of lunges, forward and back, and then I'm like, right, I'm away. And I felt fine, and I felt fine the next day. Whereas now I need to um, get off out my ass. I try to walk around for about 10 minutes, get to the, get to the gym um, or where the squash courts are. And I'll go and do now the last few weeks, I've done about 20, 25 minutes of just prepping my body and getting ready and shock horror. I've won every single game um, and played really, really well. 
So I, I, I'm hoping that was the missing ingredient. But yeah, it's just naivety, like taking it for granted, all of that movement that we were doing. You know, for me, it was about 15,000 steps minimum a day, being on my feet on the gym floor to now like a day where we're coaching and helping trainers all day. It's like three, 4,000. Um, so yeah, you've got to, fill, got to fill that void for sure. So last week at Velocity, um, you, you led a training last week that was one of those um, one of those subjects that definitely doesn't get included in a PT's qualification. No. Most it's left out of school. It's left out of most um, kind of arenas of education. And it was about paying yourself and how to actually manage money for that you make in your business correctly so that we can, we know how much to pay ourselves and when to do it, and how to do it. And that we don't end ourselves in big financial stress, stressful positions. So we, we called it the salary snapshot because it was like a tool, but do you want to break down? Like what, what did you teach? Like what was it all about from your perspective? Yeah, I think again, fundamentally, everything that we do at Velocity is born from the pain points and frustrations that we see across the industry and something that was happening. And, from- and we felt ourselves right as well. Yeah, a million percent. And we just didn't, we had to create a tool for it or, or a workaround at the time. Yeah. So we don't want our coaches to have that. Our whole philosophy is we want to shortcut your mistakes and we want to give you the roadmap that you need to follow to get to where we got to, but way quicker with less stress. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the salary snapshot was all about, first of all, understanding the importance of knowing your numbers and knowing that the money that goes in your business account isn't your money. The money that we get you to put across into a savings account is not your money. The money that you pay yourself at the end of all of that, after um, working out, you know, your gross profit, net profit expenses and where everything needs to sit, that's your money. But now you also need to be smart with that, too, because you're working hard. You know, don't don't go from a PT that's making a grand a month to five grand a month and spend it all on subscriptions to various different things and just go out for meals and waste that money. Let's do something productive with it. So that in 10 years time, you look back and you think, wow, I've really created something. So the salary snapshot was essentially um, a calculator that's broken down into steps. So you have step one, step two, step three, step four, step five, and then a summary at the end. And the idea at the end is it tells you everything that you need to do with your money for that month right the way from giving you the statistics on how well your business is done through to where you're spending your money on your business through to how much money you need to set aside for tax. And then what you're going to do with your wages, with the income that you've generated, how much are you going to put back for a pension? How much are you going to put back into savings? What are you going to put back for bills? And I think if I was to give kind of one summary of what the outcome for that is, it's clarity. It gives people clarity on what is currently going on in their business rather than question marks and guessing games as to how well they're actually doing. And Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a, well, it has already proven to be, but it's going to be a really useful tool for all of the coaches that come and work with us. Yeah. I mentioned the the, the mistake thing from our experience because one of my um, early experiences with this particular topic of managing own money was one of the most painful experiences I've had as a personal trainer. And it was, I think, maybe a couple of years in. And I'd had, a, a, you know, my first year was about building. My second year was about kind of holding my busy diary together. Yeah. And at the end of that year, I'd done reasonably well for a 21-year-old PT. Um, and I remember um, 
for the first time I was actually going with an accountant I think I tried to do my, my own tax return for the first year because there wasn't much to do and I was just trying to learn and understand it didn't do a good job of it the second year I kind of get to an accountant and I remember the guy I was a junior guy from practice and I sent all his stuff um but he chased me because I was like I have to do something by January 31st don't I and he's like uh, he's like yeah I'm kind of busy right now but yeah let's get you in because we've got to get you sorted um classic leave it to the last minute and then he sent me that he sent me uh, an email back with the kind of all the information and obviously all I'm looking for is how much do I have to pay by when I just ignore all the other stuff that you send me how much have I got to pay and I looked down and it was something like 11 or 12 thousand pounds mm. and for me, a 21 year old I, I'd done fairly well that year so you know my income was probably four times that three or four times that but um I I, I did not have that in my, my account <laughs> I had not I did not have a system I wasn't siphoning away tax money I didn't have a tax account. I didn't have a, a calculator to help me understand how much I should be setting aside. I just thought it was my money and I was just spending it. And I just remember that moment. And I just, my, my heart sank. I was, I was living with my mum at the time and I sat up on my bed, just laptop, and I'm like working away at a laptop and my heart sank, my mouth was open. I don't know for how long I sat there. I was like, fuck. But I just remember I had to, I basically from that point, I then went and went out to every one of my clients and I did an offer where they basically had to pay me for they could pay me 20 sessions or 30 sessions. They got a discount. So they paid me up front for a big, big lump sum. And I managed to like scrape all my money together, get loads of cash in, paid my bill. Um, and then I had to graft my ass off for the next three or four months to kind of burn up all those sessions to start again. And then, like, in hindsight, like, I actually did quite good things for my business because loads of people started upgrading and like buying in bigger bulks and stuff. So in hindsight, there was definitely a silver lining, but I would, definitely not choose to go through that stress again it was horrible i'd much rather do it how we're coaching our guys at, at velocity which is you're totally in you know you're planned you're organized you know what's going to happen when you've got systems you've got like automate automations that are managing your money all over the shop and uh and yeah you're in you're in control but that, that for me was one of the motivations to to create this kind of system for, for our guys to make sure it doesn't happen again yeah, I, I didn't actually know that, but um, your um, what I love about your brain is the way that you solve that problem. Like, okay, that's what that's what's going on. I need to find a solution. Whereas I think a lot of people wouldn't do that. But I think I was much the other way, which is why I was keen to do the salary snapshot in that my dad was self-employed. And so one of the things that he um, he educated me on was prepping early. And that was because of his mistake. Mm -hmm. So he got landed in a similar position to you. Um, and I think he, so he's a builder, a very good builder, builds houses from scratch. And I think he was, he got to the point where he was so desperate to pay this tax bill that he was cleaning, he was working all day. And then in the evenings, he was cleaning out people's gutters for money so that he could claw together enough for a tax bill. And he said, I've learned my lesson. I'm never going to do that again. Mm -hmm. um, and so he was able to pass that on to me. But yeah, either way, um, that shouldn't happen to anyone at Velocity now. Uh, everyone's really well prepared, a really simple to follow process. And another example of a simple system that doesn't need to be upgraded or anything flashier than what it is. That's going to tell you everything you need to know. You input the data, you get what you need out of it and money again is forgotten and you move on. And that's, um, yeah, that's really cool. I like that. Yeah, really, really cool. So we move on to the final section of our podcast, which is the random fun facts section and you've got uh, I think you've got a humdinger mate haven't you oh, I, I wouldn't call it that it just made me laugh when I saw it so um let's let's start with a with a phrase so you know when we play squash we perspire somewhat we do and you you perspire quite a lot 
I do. Yeah, I think I'm less fit than you. I think that's why. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what's a, a classic saying is, oh my God, I'm sweating like a... Well, what you say. <laughs> no, no, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I could think of some rude ones, which probably aren't worthy of the podcast. I'm sweating like a pig. There you go. I'm sweating yeah. like a pig. So my fact for the day is if someone tells you that they're sweating like a pig, you might want to point out to them if you're that kind of person, that if they're, being, if they're being biologically accurate, that they are not, that pigs don't actually sweat. <laughs> so that's my, that's my fact for the day. Pigs don't actually have um, sweat glands. So pigs can't sweat. All right. Yeah. So good. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. I will. I'll remember that. And uh, I'll point out next time someone says it. So my one is, is, a, is a little bit tenuous this week, but it's again, it's topical for my life at the moment. I was doing my my fact finding research um, early this morning. I was putting in hours of research to to find out uh, something that I could share on the Velocity podcast that our listeners would enjoy. Of course, and yeah. um, and I came up with this. So Littlewoods, remember Littlewoods? They did a, a study back in 2013 um, that, that observed young children and recorded the questions they asked adults when they were around uh, yeah. to figure out you know what kids wanted and how they could create stuff that would help parents and kids. Um, clever little bit of research and they found that uh, they, they, they one of the observations was the number of questions that a typical child asks of their parents on a daily basis <laughs> okay right and i'm gonna ask you to guess first of all so what number do you think based on your experience that you get asked per day if i would spend the whole day with them yeah from like waking moment to bed holy shit it's gonna be high um First, so 5.30 in the morning, dad, can I get in your bed? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You got one straight off the bat. Right the way through to 7.30 at night, which is dad, can you come in my bed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny how it starts and ends in the same place. Yeah, cyclical. Um, I'm going to go uh, 23. 23. This study said nearly an average of nearly 300 questions. Oh shit, really? Or one question every two and a half minutes. Yeah, I get the, the more you think about it, the more it makes sense. But that, if you're with them all day, right? I'm sure Zoe would probably come up with a different answer yeah. um, than, than that. But like, if you're there, like, I don't know, because you, you spend pretty much every like Saturday and Sunday with them, don't you? But, yeah. Um, like, every waking minute with them, I don't know. They're not just asking if, if like your opinion on stuff or is they can, like they, they need approval of every single thing. Yeah, yeah. Can I do this? Can I do that? So they're not asking for the, uh, they're asking for permission, I guess, an awful lot of the time. Mm. Yeah, a lot of stuff is from, yeah, from can I go to the bathroom or can I get in your bed to, you know, why is water wet? What's, what, what does that, what's that man doing over there? Can I put them, can I change my top? Like, you know, any, any kind of question because they're totally dependent on you, right? Will there ever be a boy born who can swim faster than a shark? That is the question, essentially. The question. And if you know the answer to that, then please uh, message us at, yeah. Um, swim like a shark at velocity.com and we'll create that email later. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. Exactly. Um, yeah. So anyway, this is something that I've got to look forward to as I enter the world of uh, question asking from my, from my daughter, my impending daughter. So there we have it, my friend, another episode wrapped up. I mean, it was, I mean, you made some, some big claims at the beginning of this, this episode that this was going to be the one. So do you feel like it's really panned out the way you imagined? Uh, time will tell, David. Time will tell. Let's see what happens to the statistics over the coming yeah. days. Um, I, for one, um, am going to wait with bated breath. 
<laughs> yes, as our listeners, as they will also for the arrival of episode eight, which will come probably in a week or two's time, given uh, what's about to happen. Guys, thank you very much for listening and we will catch you on number eight next time.